0: Hi, everyone, and happy Monday. A topic that a lot of people have brought to my attention lately and I've had casual conversation with is the concept of generational differences in motherhood. And this really has to do with the fact that there are so many more societal pressures placed on mothers in 2023, this day and age, especially when it comes to balancing both work and home And the advent of work and home truly intersecting with remote work. So today, I'm very excited to have a special guest on my podcast, Josephine Eichner, my grandmother, who will turn 90 next week. So welcome, Grandma. Thank you, Steph. So today, you know, I just kind of want to talk about because my grandma and I are 57 years apart in age. And she is the mother of six children and with 17 grandchildren and nine great-grandchildren, which is crazy. So I would consider her really like the OG CMO, chief mothering officer, since she's the mom of six. Whereas I have one right now, and I feel like it's a lot. So grandma, I would say, you know, in terms of back when you and grandpa were looking to start a family, What were, were there any career aspirations you had? Was it really expected of women back in the day or were you like solely focused on motherhood as a whole and being a stay-at-home mom?
1: Solely focused on motherhood. Never had thought about a career. My career was my lovely, lovely children. And that's the way I played it. It was fun taking them to the doctor four at a time. (laughs) (laughs) I had to carry two, and one boy on one side and one boy on the other side, and that's how we went to the pediatrician. But it was a labor of love, because I would do it again tomorrow. Thank
0: you. So, and I understand that, I completely get the love for children, but Just from like a societal perspective, was there any pressure placed on you to provide for the home back then, other than just being a mother?
1: None whatsoever. The father went out to work. The mother stayed home. She took care of the children. She did the cooking and the cleaning. And dad came home in the evening, and the family sat around the table, which is what is missing today. Nobody sits around the dinner table. And they don't, have the, they don't have their daddy and their mother. There is too much divorce. There was very, very little divorce when I got married 65 years ago.
0: So what do you think? I mean, did you know any working mothers back in the day? You were raising no, your kids I, in the no, 60s and no. 70s. Nobody
1: worked in my neighborhood.
0: Nobody. And it wasn't, so it wasn't even a thing back then. No. It wasn't. So what do you think of somebody like, me And I'm not talking me personally, but I would say women my age in their 20s and 30s now, like embarking on starting the next chapter of their lives as mothers, but also working. I mean, is this something that you look at and not to put you on the spot or say anything? Obviously, it, w- it wasn't your ideal back in the day. But do you s- see and hear just through me and through things you read in the media, like the that there is such difference now, I would say, you know, Well, I would say that
1: uh, 65 years ago uh, or 70 years ago, women did not really think about going to college and having a career. It was was mainly, you know, keeping up the family, just getting married, finding that man of your dreams and starting a family and watching your children grow. That was it. And I loved
0: every minute of it. What would you say now, like looking at me do you do you think that if you were in my shoes sixty years ago that you would feel under feel under the gun and under pressure with performing both as a wife and mother in one bucket and a career woman in the next, and knowing that those two lives constantly intersect?
1: Some women were able to do it. I just wasn't. I wasn't raised that way. I had a very Wonderful childhood, and uh, I wanted to give the same thing to my children. And I hope I did, and uh, I certainly do not condemn today's mothers. I feel very sorry for them. I think they have an awful load on them. They have to they have to work. They have to keep up their appearance. If they go out to work today, thank God, some of them can work from home and not have to worry about that. But. Uh, a mother always has to worry about her children. And it it is very trying for today's mother to watch out for her children and to really keep up a home. I feel sorry for them. They have great, great pressure on them. You do, you really do, Steph.
0: No, thank you for feeling sorry for us. I do. You have more money, but we you have more money than we
1: had, but you know what? you have an awful lot
0: of work. No, I mean it's a lot to handle with the walking checklist. I can only imagine, I mean, you having a walking checklist mentally with with six kids and a home and and maintaining everything, but if you think about it and I'm not saying that I have it harder than you or I would I would never pit two against each other because again, you know, we're talking to, we're talking apples and oranges. We we are talking apples and oranges. You're exactly right, but you know, We, me in this day and age, uh, granted I'm not working at the moment, but having to maintain a meeting schedule and, you know, an 8.30 to 5.30 type work day where, whereas I have to balance Mia before and after, worry about what to cook for dinner, birthday cards, things like that. What is your
1: first worry?
0: My daughter. Uh Uh-huh. See? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I guess. That's your first worry. And I think that's why women are so torn, especially women in corporate and in industry these days, because children are always top of mind. And I mean, work is top of mind too. They go hand in hand simultaneously. But at the end of the day, I mean, there's a level of guilt that ensues with work that you want to be the best and highest performer possible. But you know, you get a call from the daycare or you're at home and the nanny calls from upstairs or you're at school and you get a call from the nurse. I mean, every mother wants to go running for their children, regardless of the big presentation in the meeting. And it's really it's kind of paradoxical, I guess, for you to witness all these years later, seeing that, you know, this wasn't a concern No, for wasn't. you back no. in the day.
1: No, I feel very sorry for today's mothers. But I will say one thing today. Some of today's mothers have abdicated their role. They think that because they buy their children everything that they are good mothers. No. You have to learn when to say yes and when to say no. You just don't keep on giving them everything they ask for. They have to learn from you. And if you forget to teach them, woe is to you because you'll pay for it later on.
0: Well, and that brings me to to think about technology. And I feel like... Talking about generational differences, it goes hand in hand with the change in work and mothering. And we're doing this live, folks, but this is an uncut podcast and grandma's phone is ringing, but it's all good.
1: This is is grandma's youngest son.
0: (laughs) But I would say from a technological standpoint, again, I mean, in terms of buying your children and giving them what they want, it's something totally different where... Some people these days need to take the technology and do that to occupy their children instead of actually mothering. And I would say that that's a much different story from when you were raising your kids. Right. You are correct. Could you imagine um, putting iPads in front of them and no. having Miss Rachel going no for hours of the day like I've had to compete with? Yes. No. It's, um, it's definitely a different world. and things are just very different from what they once were
1: oh definitely the movies are terrible don't take your children to disney (laughs) (laughs) i hope you don't have stock in disney but woke woke should woke should wake up and get lost that's what woke should do
0: as we are talking about generational differences folks this is um It really is so interesting to hear about you raising my my mom and uh, my aunts and uncles back in the day and just really how we've seen the world change. You know, we're talking like 1962 is when Uncle Andrew was born. And um, 1962 is when Aunt Sue was born. 58 is when Uncle Andrew was born. So you had your first child in 1958. I had mine in 2021. I mean, that Three is, years a, later. That, yeah, that is a few years later. And it's so crazy to think that, you know, we, we think as corporate women now, the chat, the challenges we're facing are so abundantly different, you know, worlds different from women back in the day. But then if you compare it to, if we're looking like. 60 some on years ahead from right now in the 2080s which is just sickening to think about from my perspective can you only imagine what things will be like and i wonder if at this rate like things would be easier easier for women with societal pressures or if just like the disparity between being a, a working mother and being an active mother to your children will just that divide will just exponentially increase from what we already see it doing now what do you think
1: I hope and I hope and pray that things slow down and maybe go back to the way they were. Stop with these movies. Stop with the violence. Be kind to one another. In my opinion, God put us on this earth to take care of one another and to be good to one another. Please, let's get rid of this anger, the shooting, the killing. Let's be good people.
0: And I think all of that stuff, I mean, that happens in society clearly has an impact on how children are raised and how mothers behave.
1: Definitely.
0: It's all environmental. So everything societally that we experience over time, I mean, directly translates into how our children are shaped and formed and how we as women kind of like handle everything in day-to-day life. And that's inclusive of work. That's inclusive of parenting, inclusive of, you know, running a home, being a wife, you know maintaining all of these different roles in our lives.
1: Yes. You have many roles today. I had only one
0: mother. <laughs> and to end off on this episode, grandma, um, tell me, what was your favorite most rewarding experience <laughs> in being a mother? If you could, if you could summarize it in just a few sentences, what, what was your favorite part? I mean, clearly you still are a mother, but I I mean, raising, rearing children.
1: I always thank God for giving me six beautiful, healthy children. And I tried my best to raise them, that they would be good people. And I think I have succeeded in that. My children are good people and their children are good people. There There aren't very many people in this world today that can say that they have 17 grandchildren that are good children that don't use dope and don't, <laughs> don't don't laugh, Steph.
0: Well, we don't, so that's a good thing, right? Right. Yeah. And,
1: <laughs> and the great grands are coming along too. They're they're a good bunch, also. So let's just concentrate on concentrate on on being good parents and making sure that our children. Grow up to be good parents someday because the world has to go on. It really does.
0: I agree. And although I am biased because I'm one of the 17, um, I do agree with you. And
1: And and my granddaughters are all beautiful.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Grandma. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Grandma. Uh, I really appreciate your insight and wisdom. I know things... You know, 57 years is quite a large age gap between you and I, and things have things have massively changed over the years. So I hope everybody listens to grandma's advice, gets a little bit of a snapshot on the changes that have taken place over the years, and possibly how we, as women in 2023 and mothers in 2023, can take a little bit of that uh, step, take possibly a step back from technology and kind of reintegrate the old into the new. I love you, grandma.
1: I love you too, Steph and Mia.